Hello, my name is Tanai and I'm a women's intimacy and empowerment coach. For years, I tried to heal what I thought was commitment phobia, and I realized that there's actually no such thing. This podcast is an opportunity to have conversations about what gets in the way of us creating real intimacy, and how can we have more deep and vulnerable connections in our relationships. This is Commitment Phobe. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Commitment Phobe. Today, I have my good friend, Christelle Bulos. We met about 11 years ago when we were in a pre-college program. And for those of you who are unaware about what pre-college programs are, (laughs) for us nerds who can't wait to learn, (laughs) we spent a summer at the University of Massachusetts uh, basically taking classes. And, And it's kind of like an intro to what college will be like. And at the time, I was coming in from Miami and Chriselle was coming in from Lebanon. So it was for you, it was like your intro to the American college experience, right? Yeah. <laughs> so cool. And at the time, we took a photography class together. So I knew how much Christelle loved photography, but it's not actually what she pursued. It's only now that she's pursuing photography. And she was the... She was the woman who who um, took my first photos as I became a coach. So we have a really um, strong connection there where we know each other for years. And she was also the first one to uh, photograph me uh, with a professional like a photo shoot. Cycle. Like a full circle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So great. So would you tell everyone listening a little bit about who you are and what kind of photographer you are? So I'm, I started off by being a street photographer and a travel photographer. So whenever I would go travel or, you know, I explored a lot of my own hometown where I grew up in Beirut and wherever I would travel through photographing what's around me and who's with me and things like that. And I never really knew what to do with my photography. Um, It was just a hobby up until my husband and I got married and I experienced what it feels like to be on the client side of, um, I guess, photography. (laughs) And I really loved having my story told from another eye of another photographer. And then I, it made me think like this whole time I was taking photos and it was always for myself, not really for anyone else. And I thought it was super beautiful to use my photography skills to help others. So it's just, it sparked, you know, a light in my mind. And I was like, I should, I should do that. I should do that for others, like, and stop hoarding that for myself. I love that. I think it's such a beautiful way of taking an art and making it a service, you know? Yeah. And really everything can be a service, but I think like in this particular case, such a beautiful connection that you made. And it really translates in your photos. There's just, so much sensation when you look at your photos um when you started to think okay let me focus on on um doing this for other people what exactly were you looking for in taking photos of others so at first i wasn't even clear what i wanted to focus on uh when i made the decision that i wanted to offer my art as a service so it was i was exploring different ventures in that sense My first gig was actually a family friend who asked me to photograph his son's wedding. 
So it was a nice invitation to that world uh, without having to make that first step myself. So my, yeah, my first gig was a wedding, which is crazy to think about. And yeah, I really discovered that I, what I really wanted to, to capture for people was something deeper in themselves. So it's not just, you know, event photography. Like I don't see weddings or anything like that as event photography, but more like an exchange of energy, of love, of, and that's what I'm interested in capturing. And it doesn't have to be a wedding. It can be, you know, a couple session, you know, nothing special. It doesn't have to be an engagement. It could be portraits, you know, whatever I'm capturing with people, it has to go deeper than just humans. You know, it's, it's their souls. It's not just bodies that I'm capturing, but also what's deeper inside, basically. It's interesting to hear you talk about that and, and think about your photos and think, wow, yeah, I, I so get that. You know, I so get that that's, that's kind of what you're looking for. Growing up at home, will you share with us like some of your favorite memories of, of expressions of love? Wow, so much. Love was all around. I mean, specifics or just in general, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I guess whatever comes to mind. You know what? Like, you know what? Actually, what what I really want to know is photogenic expressions of love, like moments where I know you look back and you're like, wow, this is beautiful, you know? I must say I'm very grateful to have had a father and a grandmother who are both very nostalgic souls and they really value photographic moments and filming and all of that. So from a very early age, I've had albums and albums of photos and even home child like how do you call that childhood videos like home how do you call that <laughs> childhood um, home videos home. yeah <laughs> and we have tons of those um so i would spend a lot of my time looking at them with my family and a lot of my early memories are actually tied to photographs that i've seen of myself or like, it's incredible that I've, I also have albums of my grandparents. And that's something very unique because not a lot of people at that time had photos. You know, they're lucky if they had one photo or two, but we have tons of archives. So, yeah, I definitely like in seeing, for example, my grandfather, photos of my grandfathers that I've never met because he passed away before I was born. You know, I think photos are very powerful. <laughs> Yeah. So what do you think is the the power that photos play? You know, you could ask like in culture, but more on, on an intimate setting. What what if what do photos play in our lives and our personal lives? Photos, when you take a photo, you're capturing a moment that you will help you remember. A lot of us, like we seriously, when you think of like your earliest earliest memories, they're probably tied to a photo you've seen of 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 that moment there's a power in capturing a moment and making sure it's anchored in your mind. Like even if you don't look back at that photo and you took that photo, it's going to be even more remembered than if you didn't take that photo. Um, for me, like photography is number one to preserve a memory more than just, I don't know, just for the sake of it. And now I'm going on a tangent. I can't remember the question, but power of photos, right? <laughs> yeah, on a, in our personal lives. <laughs> in our personal lives. Yeah, I think it's the beauty of then also giving that gift to, you know, 
down your generation, like your kids, kids of kids, and preserving your family's legacy, I guess. <laughs> it also helps you um, process things and analyze things, look at patterns, look at how people looked at each other. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like you're not just capturing the memory, but capturing the feeling, right? Like a, a photo can evoke so much when you look at it. You suddenly oh, yeah. like feel whatever is there. True, true. Yeah. You process what you're feeling. That's for sure. And also for yourself, like when you look back at photos of yourself, you learned things about yourself that maybe if you weren't photographed, um, you wouldn't notice, you know? How did you start getting pulled towards these moments of intimacy and and how did you know yourself how to really let let love shine through your photos? I'm not sure. I mean, <laughs> it's not like I'm trying to look for it. It's there, you know, I'm just there and I observe it and I capture it. A lot of people are like, how do you capture it? Like, how did you capture the feeling? It's I don't know. I don't there's not a process for me to capture a feeling. It's there. It's just there. Um, and I see it. So I'm just capturing what I'm what I'm seeing. I was worried at first because, you know, our idea of like wedding photography and portraits and family photos, it's just so static in everyone's mind. And even in mine, like I was not attracted by that. I never was like, oh, I want to do that, you know, because we all have this perception that it has to be posed and just, you know, for show and it there's no depth in those kinds of photos, but in reality, there is, it's just the photographer who takes those photos that either capture what's beyond what's there or just what's there, you know, and that's what makes it interesting. And that's where the beauty is, I guess. Yeah. And that says so much about the person too, you know, because it says a lot about you to say, oh, I'm just observing and I'm just capturing what I see. Yeah. Would you, would you say that you were, you've always been the kind of person who can really see the love in others? Yeah, totally. I, I grew up in a, in a household where, and especially like also going through our family, you know, they my parents are divorced and, you know, I guess family hiccups. Um, it was a big learning lesson for all of us as a family to always love each other, no matter you know, what happens in terms of, you know, conflicts and things like that. Like my parents still love each other. You know, we, we learned that love is beyond just being in a relationship. It's every one of us, we are loving people and we love each other no matter, you know, our status, I guess, in the society and whether we're doing good or bad, because, good and bad, like we all have good and bad. And yeah, at the end of the day, we're all here to love each other. So I totally see that in everyone. So yeah, I love that. Did the culture you live in um, influence that in any way? In Lebanon, you mean <laughs> growing up in Lebanon? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I don't really know what kind of culture you had even in Lebanon, you know, so I'd love to hear what was the culture you lived in and and how did that influence your perception of love or intimacy or so lebanon is a very warm country we um 
everyone has their open house, you know, you can just go in and visit someone without even like announcing yourself <laughs> or, you know, asking if someone's home or anything like that. So everyone has an open heart and we're all welcome to appear and to just stay there with no purpose and just be there. And so I think that because so many doors were open where I grew up and I was invited to be there and to share and love with different kinds of people, different families, different friends, it just opens a new door for me as an artist because I can see, I can study different kinds of families and enter the, these intimate spaces, you know, people's homes and stuff beyond just them being like my direct family, if that makes sense. You know? Yeah, there's like more access to other people and on, on a deeper level of comfort, like a deeper, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it wouldn't be strange to find yourself in different people's homes with, even if they're like extended family or like extended group of friends. So now that I'm talking to you, I'm realizing all these things. It's so weird, but it's true. <laughs> Here in, in Western culture, like to be invited to someone's place is a special event. It's like you go there and there's like a gathering a party or something but back home like we just go there you know uninvited or whatever <laughs> we sit down in the living room we chat for coffee or something so it's completely different and I always felt comfortable in people's homes and I guess maybe this I bring that energy whenever I go to people's homes and stuff because a lot of what I shoot also is at home sessions which is the most vulnerable thing you can do, right? <laughs> have a photographer go into your home and like capture these ultra intimate moments. For me, like I'm, it's so comfortable for me to do that. And maybe for others, it wouldn't be as comfortable. So I don't know, just. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Exactly, like you're entering people's intimate moments, which is kind of like growing up, you know, you enter into, um, intimate settings but yes. for you and and you're and like the people you grew up around that wasn't necessarily considered something intimate or private right right and I always had my camera with me in those moments which were not always like you know milestone moments there's just you know let's just go hang out at this person's place and I'm here with my camera capturing moments there <laughs> whether they're important or not you know so yeah yeah that's beautiful yeah <laughs> also you're married to a venezuelan man so someone who comes from a very like a completely i mean actually not completely different culture because i would say that um that the lebanese family culture is similar to latin american in, in some ways but what was that like or what is that like and and and, and did you feel like it was easier for you because of everything that you just mentioned yeah, we definitely bonded over our, you know, the family culture and just the culture that we grew up in. Because, yes, like you said, Venezuelan, like Latin Americans and I guess Middle Easterns have a lot in common in terms of, I don't know, valuing family and we're all warm. <laughs> I think a lot of cultures are very warm, but like, that, yeah, definitely Latin Americans and Middle Easterns. Yes, we have this like warm culture. Um, we love a lot of people like beyond our direct circle of loved ones, you know, 
we invite a lot we are generous like i don't know it's just overflowing of love and we really that's something that we bonded over yeah for sure that's amazing because i always I, i always look at two people that come from extremely different backgrounds and i'm like oh my god i consider myself picky i can't imagine how these two people come together and make it work and um and you've you've also just seen so many couples in intimate settings and you know very vulnerable settings what would you say from from what you've seen growing up in your own relationship and in these photos what what do you think it takes for two people to really be vulnerable and intimate with each other wow what a big question <laughs> i know but i'm just really curious about what christelle has to say <laughs> because guys like You will look at her Instagram after and not understand how you can like literally touch the love and intimacy and, and and just like depth in these photos, you know? So I'm just like, man, who's, you know, what is going on in her head? <laughs> um, well, I think that intimacy and vulnerability is in us, in all of us. It's just a matter of being in the right setting and the right time in the right mood to express it. I think to capture these the most intimate and vulnerable moments, for me, it's very important to be in a setting that is private, first and foremost, because not everyone is comfortable with expressing, you know, public, how do you call that, PDA? Yeah, public. Public. Public displays of affection. Displays of, of affection. And the majority of us are not comfortable with that. Um, I, I thought that, you know, people who hire, hire me typically are more outgoing with you know, the way that they show love. And I imagine that, you know, it's easy because we'll be outside in the park and love each other and I'll capture that. But as I'm learning to know more and more couples, I'm realizing that more people are more private about you know displaying signs of affection and that's i think a clash that happens where people want nice photos with a nice backdrop etc and then realizing that ooh they don't feel comfortable here to show and be vulnerable with each other when there's like other people in the park and stuff like that so i'm very wary of you know i i let people know i give them the expectation like hey like this is what happens if we take pictures at that location It's important to um, just be aware of where you want to take the, the photos and what kind of photos you want to capture. Like if you want to capture intimate photos, then we need to talk about where to take them. The location is number one. You know, it's the first step that you need to make sure you're in an intimate setting. When we took photos together, you and I, Tanai, for your um, portraits, we were in a very like remote park, like in the middle of, you know, Kendall, it was private, quiet, there wasn't really people around us. So that was super important to make sure you're comfortable to express yourself. And like, you know, it's very vulnerable to be in front of a camera, you know, for anyone, whether you're in a relationship or alone. So yeah, that was super important to pinpoint the location. Um, so privacy is number one. And then When you, you, you're in a private space, then you're comfortable with each other and you're also comfortable with me. And for me to capture intimate moments, I need to make sure that my couples are comfortable with me before I show up to the session. So I value conversations and dialogues and we meet beforehand, whether it's in person or 
through a call and we talk about various things, not just logistics of the meeting, but also, you know, how they met each other. And then from seeing how they talk to me and then in between each other, like I'm already studying, you know, what I'm going to capture. What kind of things? If you can. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Like if you think back to those moments, what are you picking up on? I don't know, like the kind of jokes, like the kind of jokes that they say to each other that make them laugh and smile. Then I'll be like, you know, at the session, I'll remember those moments and I'll tell, for example, the fiance like to to like say a joke related to what I heard in that call, because I know that this is how, you know, it's going to spark a laughter between them instead of me coming up with a joke that may or may not work that with them I know already things like I know their sense of humor already so you know things like that yeah in a way you're saying that in order to uh, create a space of intimacy you have to be intimate you're already bringing something intimate into the setting by by bring by bringing back something that's theirs something that exactly yeah. So we're, we're setting the space, the location, we're setting a connection between me and them. And then I'm observing already some a dynamic that is happening between them before we show up at a session. So the intimacy is happening <laughs> before, you know, before the day of the session, that's for sure. Um, and then the day of the session... I make sure that they bring whatever they want to bring that is significant for them. And the location doesn't have to be like a beautiful location. It can be either their home if they're comfortable there or a place of significance or like for you, for example, you know, if it's a portrait, it needs to be a location that is in line with what you're trying to convey or like what aligns with your brand or like, you know, it has to have a meaning, like whatever we're doing has to have meaning and a reason to be. And it ties a lot too with like my line of like my career where I am right now uh, with landscape architecture and design. We always try to find a reason for things to be like, it's never like there's this empty land and let's just pops, you know, some plants and designs there that look cool you always have to do analysis. Like there's an analysis period where you, you study the context, you study the history of the space, you study, you know, what, if the light's going to come here or not, like what kind of plants you're going to plant, you know, it, there's a lot that goes into designing something. And it's the same with fo photos. It's not just you appear and we'll just create something cool. It's, I need to study the history, like where, how did you meet, when, why, like who is involved, uh, this kind of stuff. And then we, we can build something together and capture that. Yeah. That's beautiful. That is so cool. I would have never imagined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. And tell us a little about the emphasis that you put on story. I know that's something that's really important to you and kind of capturing stories through your photos and understanding the story before you take the photos. Um, what is the significance in of stories in your artwork? Yeah, I mean, everything that ties a lot with the previous question. Um, yeah, it's we we're here to capture a story like 
taking those photos is part of your your story, right? It's just like it's a point in time where we decided to take photos, so we're taking the photos, but it's part of a story. There's a before and then there's an after and we're just in this moment then that we're capturing, but it's still part of the story. It's still moving. It's not just being a statue and posing and be insignificant. I think the most important for me in everything and all of that is for things to be meaningful. And yeah, storytelling is very important. Um, so yeah, understanding the context, the characters that you're capturing, all of that, like it's like I view my photo shoots as a film more than a shoot. There's a beginning, there's a middle and there's an end. There's an introduction where we're easing into it. And usually I like to give space to my subjects. <laughs> I don't like to call them subjects, my clients, <laughs> my, my characters. Um, I let them be like, okay, like we're here in this space, like explore the space, feel the space, uh, you know, go where you feel drawn to. And I'm just going to like start from far and then get closer, closer and closer to, to them. So my sessions in general start from afar and then end really close. And the more, like the most intimate shots that I typically post in my social media are typically images I get towards the end of the session where we're like super relaxed with each other. And that's where the magic happens. It's like at the end of session. I love that. I love that um, those ending moments are always my favorite. But yeah. Yeah, you're kind of describing um, the experience of, of getting to know someone intimately in general, like in a relationship. You start from far and then you get closer and closer. So, oh, yes. So that's just a beautiful, yeah, that's such a beautiful reflection of, you know, you are going to get the more, most intimate moments by creating it the way that we create intimacy in relationships of like slowly totally. um, easing in. That's so beautiful. Totally, totally. What are your favorite things that you've learned or that you've noticed from watching couples in in their intimate moments? I learned early on with my first photo shoots that people love each other differently. <laughs> um, and a lot of people, um, like when they get into photography and they want tips or whatever, or push their education, and I've I've also invested in some courses like that, where there's like posing courses where you learn, you know, prompts or things that you share with people. Sometimes people don't realize that people don't love each other the same way. So like you can't say something to one type of couple that is like more outgoing, the same things that you're going to say to a couple that is shy, you know, and express their love in different ways than you know, picking each other up and like fighting and just, you know, things like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, my first session, my two couple sessions, the first one was super outgoing, super quirky, super like silly with each other. And then the other one was super romantic and sensual. And like, there was so much passion. So I was like, wow, like, it's so interesting. Like, this is so cool because your cap, it's not, it's never ever going to be boring because every couple is unique in their own way. And working with different people, like, you have to also understand how they express love and then guide them depending on what the vibe you get. But so I always try. So, yeah, when I meet with the, the couple, 
I get a sense of how they express love. And like usually my prompts to create, to like help spark a moment of intimacy are inspired by how they they are with each other and they basically invite possibilities for them. Like, for example, like, oh, show me, like, how do you lounge onto each other? Like, how do you, you know, how do you chill with each other when you watch a movie or something? You know, I'm not telling them, okay, put your hand here and put your head here. So that's a huge difference because then people find themselves into positions that make sense for them they're meaningful for them and it's not me trying to mold them into a pattern of poses that I have in my mind you know so that you're not focused so much about what this is going to look you're focusing on what what they're experiencing what they're experiencing and, and what it feels like for them because you don't want people to be like remembering a photo because they remember the photographer putting them into that position you want them to remember the photo because they rem- this is how they sit together watching a movie. Like this is how they hug each other. This is how they look at each other. This is how they kiss each other. It's not like, oh, the photographer told us to put this here and we were there doing that. And that was kind of awkward, but it looks cool. You know, it's a huge difference. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I personally do not like photos that are superposed with like, I like the Christmas family photo where everyone's like sitting in a particular place, like far away from each other. Like it looks so weird. It is. <laughs> yeah, so so that makes a lot of sense. What has been the experience like for you, maybe in surprising ways as you're being welcomed into um, people's most intimate moments? I feel so grateful that people trust me. I think this is a huge trust and I like deeply appreciate it. It's such a special thing to be invited in an intimate space and I don't take it lightly, you know? Has it ever gotten uncomfortable for you or has it ever? Yeah, like is there is there any, is there any moments where you're like, oh, oh my gosh. what do I do here? There was a very, I mean, that was my first, one of my first sessions ever and I was 17. So that was around the time that we met you and I. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I had this like wild ideas that I wanted to shoot a couple naked in an, a, a naked apartment <laughs> that we owned in Beirut. So I was just asking around for some friends, you know, are you interested in doing that? You know, I didn't have a couple in mind, but so I found two friends of mine that didn't know each other that were both down for that. <laughs> So, so yeah, we, here we were, um, in that naked apartment, they were undressing and they didn't know each other. They were getting to know each other. It was so, so funny, but also very uncomfortable because they're not a couple. And I asked them to pose for me. Like they, like I would, I had this vision that I wanted to capture and it's completely different than capturing a couple session. It was more like an artistic kind of thing that I wanted to do. But yeah, that was uncomfortable. They were like, can you be naked with us? Because it's weird. Like, we don't know each other. We're naked. Like, you be naked with us. I was like, no. Did you get naked? No, (laughs) I did not. You're like, I want to photograph people naked, but like, I'm not getting naked. Yeah, it's hilarious. That was it's it was hilarious. But it was also a mixture of like fun, but also uncomfortable for them. And in, in a lot of those, those photos are not intimate. They're artistic 
maybe, but they're not intimate. But it's funny to think back about that moment because it's completely different than how I do things now, you know. Um, but it also made me think a lot about my role in all of that. Like, you know, I need to let my guards down and be vulnerable. I need to share with my couples for my couples to trust me, you know, and it's just super powerful to to process back, you know, from my own experience and my own shoots, you know, learning and growing and and, you know, it's 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 an ongoing process and I love it. And yeah, there's there's power around like shaping intimacy and creating connections that are meaningful and for me to capture the those moments i need to have an intimate relationship with my clients and that's that's key that's so beautiful it's just so much intentionality that goes into the moment and and all these ingredients right it's like you're making a cake and you need the ingredient you need the trust you need the safety you need the familiarity the comfort all of these things that really add up to something really being felt, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you need to yeah. stir them. They can't just be there. You have to stir them and put them in the oven. And yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from learning sort of the different ways that different couples love each other, is there any anything that you've taken from witnessing couples for yourself? Totally, totally. And actually, this ties back into an idea that I have that I want to explore <clears throat> because I'm learning so much from my couples and the people that I photograph, like you, for example. I've learned so much the past year that I've, you know, offered, you know, that I've created my business that I want to have my own podcast. Um, that is shaped around relationships so that I invite everyone that I photographed and continue their story <clears throat> by having them talk about, you know, specific themes and topics from each person and couple that inspired me um, so that we can explore that more. And because I I'm super curious and it is true that, yes, I do learn a lot. I learn a lot from the couples and the people that I shoot and I want to celebrate that, you know, I want to shout them <laughs> on the rooftops and mm, what, what's, what's one of those things that you've learned? Like, for example, there's a couple that got married recently in March and they're both divorced and they have kids from their previous partners. And now they're in this blended family and Obviously it's, you know, it's not, it's not perfect. It's not, not perfect. It's, it's the way that it is, but it's just, it's so beautiful to see how it all works. And they, I remember a sentence they told me, they're like something about the mess. Like they, they embrace the mess. Like we were talking about their house and they were like, oh, sorry. It's like messy. We, we love the mess, um, the chaos. And it's just, it's so cool. Cause they then, it tied back to like, you know, the blended family, like it's, it's a blend it's, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Different things, you know, from different people, different perspectives <clears throat> to have. Yeah. Different kinds of life. Also something, something related to that too. And that was the first shoot that I realized I need to stop doing that. 
you know, their space was a little bit messy, but it was also part of who they are. Like it is a messy house. They have like kit, like soccer kids, like so much is going on. They have a dog, they have this and that. And I was there capturing all of that. And it's part of their story. And, um, before that I had this idea that, oh, I need to prep people. Like if I go capture their place, I need to let them know to, to clear out the space, you know, keep it organized and all that. But after their session and them telling me about like the mess and the blend and they love the chaos, I was like, man, I shouldn't tell people what to do with their house. Like if they want to tidy it, then so be it. But I, who am I to tell them how to prep the space for me? Like if that's part of their story and that's, yeah, that's an example. It's like, okay, they're teaching me that not everyone wants to be organized. Like some people don't care about having perfect photos and they're, they taught me that. So, and that was so cool. I love that. I mean, that's an ingredient for intimacy as well. You know, having the, the authenticity piece, like you're not just staging something, you're actually capturing it the way that it is without changing it. Yeah. And more and more, I'm learning to do that. Um, it's always, you know, more things that I'm learning. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and it it ties into the next question that I wanted to ask, which is, how do you think curiosity plays into the role of being an artist and of being in in a relationship? Ooh, curiosity really is key to everything to fostering relationship nurturing relationship because it's not about just like meeting someone and have the relationship be stagnant you need curiosity to want to learn more even though um even if you're married to someone and you already have them figured out or whatever or you think that you still need curiosity to spark that excitement you know that you that everyone wants at the beginning of the relationship but if you want to keep going and keep growing like you need to be curious with each other explore each other you know poke at things that you don't know about each other and yeah and it's the same with my my clients too like I need the more curious I am the better my my sessions are because I'm learning more and more about them more ingredients, extra spices, you know, that will make things even better. That's beautiful. I always had a vision of you being a very curious child and a very curious person. Like, and just when I met you, you know, you're such an observer. Yeah. But it's like you're observing with a lot of curiosity, like a like you're not observing out of judgment. You're you're just observing out of, huh, I wonder why that is the way it is, or let me study how that's you know, how that person behaves or how that person um, is in the world. I love that, that you observed about me. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it seems like I would I, I would assume that a curiosity is kind of what drives you forward. And I and I would love to hear you talk about that. Is curiosity sort of the thing that, that keeps you swimming through life? Totally, totally. I definitely think curiosity keeps pushing me forward. I always want to know, like, what if, like, why not? Like, you know, and it's the same too with my, I love that I went um, to design school, you know, in university, because it's a very important part of the process too, is we always need to find other options, different avenues in everything that we design. Like, it's not just we design this. It's also like, okay, what if we do 
this alternate, this alternate, this alternate. And then you have this like branch. And sometimes your design is not the first one that you had in mind. It's sometimes one of those branches. So everything in my life like led me to where I am now. And I take that and I continue on and I apply the things that I learned in different avenues and like now in photography and definitely curiosity might lead you to a better place. So it's definitely worthwhile to go out, explore and being cozy and intimate in your space is comfortable, right? But I think it's more exciting to go out and venture together. I totally agree. And it's such a good reminder for me because I think when it comes to looking for clients, I can be so focused on look for clients, then you might get them. But it's not about the getting them. Like, that's great. But if you focus on the getting them, then you have a 50% chance of failure. Whereas like if you focus on going out and actually, yeah, like it's the action of going out and, and having conversations and putting yourself out there that w- that could lead you, like you said, to different avenues. Like you never know what you're going to learn from that, 100%. where it's going to take you. So that's such a good reminder. Yeah. My last question, what are you currently exploring as a photographer? I'm currently exploring destination weddings. Um, Actually, last weekend, my husband and I went on our first destination wedding together. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's so fun. It was so fun. It was in Tulum. And I was I still can't believe this happened. Both of us were like, could this be our life? (laughs) I mean, this is awesome. We (laughs) I I loved that my couple booked me for for my art. Like it was 100% because they loved my art. For someone to fly you somewhere is like, wow, beyond. Um, but uh, <laughs> but then, yeah, what a compliment. Like someone loves your stuff so much, they're going to fly you over. Yeah, so that was cool. And then what was cooler even is we went beyond just capturing their day. They booked us for like the whole weekend. So we we captured their full like wedding day. But then the second day, they wanted to do a trash to dress session, which was supposed to be like just for a cup for an hour or so. But it ended up being like they asked me to um, we explored some ideas. And then one of the options was to go to with them to a remote like cenote that is completely private. I was like, let's do that, which would have meant like spending more time together. And it's beyond what they booked me for. But I was like screw everything we need to do that so we went with them on scooters we got wet it rained on us it took us like over an hour to get there and back from there and we 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 captured the most breathtaking photos like i can't wait to share them but then also um after that we just removed our you know we we changed into our bathing suits and we spent the whole afternoon with them and we hung out with them we partied with them like it was a whole weekend of awesomeness. So I'm exploring. I want to go more and more into that direction for weddings where it's they're intimate, but, but adventurous. Like I, I, my, like we both love traveling. So if we can get to travel and, you know, do content creation, photography, he does video, 
it's wow like that would be the dream life <laughs> wow that's amazing yeah. and i'm so excited for you because ask and it is giving thank you thank you <laughs> Love that. So how can people get in touch with you um, and potentially get their destination wedding Ooh. shot? Um, so on Instagram, I'm at from KB with love. And my website is www.crystalbulos.com. And my email address is hello at crystalbulos.com. So yeah. Awesome. And you can find all of that in the show notes if you need to copy and paste. Thank you so much for letting me open up your your mind and and see the inner workings of it the the mind behind these beautiful shots um it has been just such a pleasure and such a um adventure seeing you like expand your work and dive into deeper things and i'm just so impressed and more impressed every time and i'm just so excited to see how you continue to grow um, thank you and i yeah and i'm so honored <laughs> Also that that I get to photograph with you yeah. and you know we we've had two shoots and Taylor and I want to do a shoot with you early next year so I'm for, so grateful so excited you'll forever be like one of my yeah. first you know special <laughs> clients like <laughs> it's thanks to you that I am where I am here and I value our friendship so much like I really love your podcast. I love everything that you do. You're so inspiring. And I love that we both are here together. Hey, you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Commitment Phobe. If you like what you heard, make sure to share with your friends, your lovers, your ex-lovers, anyone that you think could benefit from having a conversation like this one. And... It would be super helpful if you subscribed and left a five-star rating on iTunes to make sure that this podcast gets spread around to as many listeners as possible and we can start changing the conversation that we have around intimacy and relationships. If you want to find out more information about what I do as a women's coach and some of my other projects that I'm working on, you can find my information in the bio of this episode or you can reach out to me directly on Instagram and shoot me any questions that you have. See you next time.